and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster Crow. Where is your mask? Uh, do you believe that Black Lives Matter? Why aren't you wearing a BLM shirt? Don't you know that your silence is violence? Don't you want black people to live? Do you want them to die, Karen? How dare you? How dare you? How you doing, Crow? Good. How are you? Are you getting that made into a t-shirt? I think so. <laughs> that should be everybody's response. When somebody comes up to you and says, why aren't you wearing a mask? You should be wearing a mask. What if they're wearing a mask that says Black Lives Matter on it? What are you going to go to then? Ooh. Because there's a lot of those around. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen them. Do something like Free Namibia. Do you care about AIDS in Africa? <laughs> why aren't you wearing an AIDS in Africa t-shirt? Yeah. Don't you think black people should live? Yeah, I I think that's the response, though. Just just like freak out. Just freak out like 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 they they tend to do. Do you see that video of the guy? I can't remember where it was, where he was accosted by a woman who videotaped him, and he's like, basically, you know, leave me the fuck alone. And then the her mother shows up on the other side, and he's like, you're like a bunch of monkeys falling out of, falling out of trees. Good thing they were white. Yeah. And they're just uh, you know berating him. He's like, I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, I think the way to do it with those people is just ignore them. Yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, I just want to do the whole fuck off or, you know, escalate it and do the, do the you know, your, your silence is violence. I kind of want someone to to say, where's your mask? And just stare at them for like 10 seconds. Just stare at them. Don't say anything. <laughs> and then just turn and walk away. You, you can you can convey some intent with that stare, depending on how, yeah. <laughs> how it looks. And if they say, I asked you a question, turn around and stare at them again. Just a dead-eyed stare. Yeah, just stare at them, you know? Like, how hard would it be to chop you up and put you in my freezer? <laughs> that kind of a look. How much energy and effort would that take? Yeah, just kind of size them up. So, speaking of freaking out, uh, I am getting a little more, uh, I don't want to say, uh, like, edge. edgy is a good word, on this whole thing where Walls can just keep renewing his emergency powers. Yeah, it's bullshit. Why is it that we're one person is allowed to just seize so much power? Because because the electorate in Minnesota is fucking retarded, and they the media is in the pocket of the Democrat Party, and the House is control of the Democrats, and the House will do whatever Walls wants them to do. Okay, well, despite your use of the retarded word, mm-hmm. you know how brazenly offensive that is. Oh. Should yeah. I say retardo? Uh, They're all retardos. <laughs> yeah, okay. use that. That's the one I'll use. Um, that won't offend anybody. Okay. Uh, and if it does, who cares? But uh, this idea that you know he's he sees these emergency powers and it needs both uh, parts, the Senate and the House, in the state legislature to stop him. Yeah. He could do this indefinitely. Right, and he wants to do it indefinitely. He right. likes it. But I mean. At, Honestly, at this point, you would need an election and you would need to elect, um, you know, probably I don't want to say an overwhelming majority, but you would have to have everyone uh, in the state decide that they want to elect more Republicans to stop him. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's the thing. So until Walls decides to lay down these emergency powers, he can't do anything about and, it. And he knows it. He, he, he knows it. full well, no matter what he does, he's not he's not going to get any negative consequences of it. So why not do whatever you want to do? But he's, in less than four months, he's issued 78 executive orders. Yeah. I mean, shuttering businesses and he things like it. this. And he people don't, people aren't up in arms over this to the point where they say, you got to cut this shit out. And that's why I'm very disillusioned by the, the whole fact that, or the not fact, but the the thought process of, well, there's a sleeping giant, there's a silent majority, and, you know, once they wake up. No, they should have woken up a long time ago. Well, it depends on the state you're in. I mean, in Minnesota, even though, you know, the Iron Range, northern part of Minnesota, used to be heavily Democratic, it's not so much anymore. But even if most of the state, county-wise, votes Republican, 
because most of the uh, population, like 60% of the state's population is located in a very small area. If, if that area votes Democrat, there's nothing you can well, do. How many people, you sit, and that's the problem with the uh, high po- uh, density population areas, even if you have 30, 40% of that population is, is conservative or Republican, and I don't know, they tend to vote a little bit more or get a little bit more involved in actual voting, um, they're still not going to be able to change the 60% um, or more that are Democrat. And believe it or not, this the fraud is rampant in places like this. They've got a lock on on how to make a, a close race become not so close anymore. Where was the one ele- election they just had some voting mail stuff for primaries? And a whole slew of uh, ballots got rejected because signatures didn't match. And yeah, I can't remember what the city that was. And so the Democrats are saying, "No, there's no voter fraud." But then you're saying, "Well, hey, here it is, right?" Well, that's here. not fraud. That's just a technical snafu. Yeah. Right. Oh, speaking of which, there was a, uh, I can't remember if it was Slate or Political. I think it was Slate that said uh, Supreme Court just stopped a million people in Florida from voting. So basically, how the Supreme Court was in the tank for Trump. Um, and what it said was there was this, uh, there was this, so they, they made it so felons could vote now. That's ridiculous. But, well, I don't, I don't maybe, know. Maybe if they're 20 years out of prison, you give them a chance, but. Yeah, I, I'm open to be being swayed on that one. I don't, you know. Oh, how, I mean, is it like immediately after they're, they're done with their probation know. that they get to vote? Cause I, I don't agree with that. I think you should have a little bit of time being a citizen in good standing before you could vote. Maybe, and at the same time, I think because you made a stupid mistake when you were twenty years old. I'm not talking about necessarily murdering someone, but yeah, but but it doesn't even, mean that even when mur- you're fifty, you shouldn't be able to vote. No, you even know? murder, there's you can turn yourself around, but you have to prove that you've become an upstanding citizen that's contributing yeah. to society before you can vote. Well, anyway, so felons were allowed to vote in Florida. The Supreme Court basically said you have to have paid restitution if you were if you were uh, as part of your sentence required to pay restitution. Okay. Until you pay it, can't vote. Sounds fine. Sounds fine to me, too. And the way I believe it was Slate was saying, well, look, they took away their right to vote. Listen, stupid. They took their own right away. They didn't have it before. This law reinstated it. But, you know, the Supreme Court has also said, but if you haven't finished, in effect, finished your sentence... By paying restitution, yep. and, and they're like, well, these people shouldn't suffer just because they're poor. The only no, they're they suffering f- because they're criminals. The only fucking reason these Democrats care is because they believe it's going to help sway voting. It's not about what's right or what's wrong. It's about how they can get more votes for their party. That's the only reason they're worried about it. Same with why they want to drop the voting age to 16. Well, but that's the point of this whole article, is the Republicans are only doing this because they want to... They want to sway the vote. No, because it's, like, it's, it's fucking principle is what that is. Well, even if it's not, uh, even if what they're saying is true, you're doing the same damn thing. I don't it's think every felon, hypocrisy. I don't believe that every felon that got the right to vote would wrote, vote Democrat. I don't necessarily think so either. I think a lot of them might look at it and say, Democrats I, put me in jail. I actually know a couple people, maybe, actually I know about three people that have felonies on their records that can't vote in Minnesota here, and that if they were able to vote, they'd vote Republican. Well, we've got to we got to get them to vote somehow. <laughs> so yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll uh, you know we'll just ask our neighbors if they're voting, and if they aren't, we'll just have these people go in and claim they're them. Oh, you know, if they have the mail-in voting, it'll be pretty easy to do. And I feel bad that I have to say this. I'm joking, of course, because mm-hmm. somebody's going to be like, "Oh, he was saying we should commit voter fraud." Yeah. Um. So the big news that I heard of, uh, well, there's two pieces really. What was your favorite part of? Uh, Kanye West presidential run because it's over. Probably the fact that it was so short. <laughs> yeah, like thirty-four days or something. He said he was going to run. Yeah, I, he was doing it for a publicity. Of stuff. course, that's that's all he's that's all he's doing. I mean, he actually he's smart enough to know that this they would not go well for him, and it'd be too much stress for him to run for president. I think he's got significant emotional issues mm-hmm. that even he admits. I think too. That he he couldn't deal with that. Well, and I'm sure he would have gotten pressure from Democrats to quit because there are a lot of black people who would have voted for Kanye that, yeah, you know, cutting over from uh, the Democrat vote. And uh, I'm sorry, I like the fact that Kanye is kind of a free thinker and he doesn't you know follow the the herd kind of mentality, but he's not the brightest bulb. And you're a huge fan of Gold Digger. It's the ringtone oh, on your it. phone. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> I don't I don't give a shit about the Kardashians. Uh, 
I don't Who? give a shit about rap. Um, the fact that he is uh, successful and, and has, you know, um, I, mean, I mean, his his worth is supposed to be close to a billion dollars is what I've heard. Yeah, maybe. Um, that's what I've heard. Um, good for him. I don't I don't begrudge him that. But I sure as shit don't want him just like I don't want any of these idiot Marxist leftists in any kind of uh, governmental control. I don't want Kanye West in any kind of government control because it seems to me that he he doesn't have quite a grasp on anything. Well, it would be like the presidency from the movie Idiocracy. Yeah. Macho so. Camacho. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the T-shirt from his uh, line of clothes that was being sold? Is it Terry Crews? No, uh, not Terry Crews, although we should talk about him. Um, the Kanye West one, it was a T-shirt that had a T-shirt attached to the outside of it. <laughs> Like instead of like a logo of a T-shirt, it was like literally a T-shirt but stuck he's, on he's his like, front. He's of like he's like a fashion maven. You hear him talk about how, for, how, was, how much of a genius he is when it comes to fashion. Did you hear about? Like, there's some interview he had, and he was serious. He was talking about how, you know, he's a, a fashion genius, and how he came out with like um, leather leather workout pants before anybody else did. You know, that was his idea. I'm like, you're taking credit for that, dude. <laughs> for leather workout pants. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Is he is he uh, studded thongs too? I mean, probably if you ask him. I don't know. Blackout sunglasses. No, no uh, he's he's nuts. Oh, he's crazy. And uh, he doesn't have. If you're serious about it, he shouldn't have any ability to be in charge of anything because um, his mental illness needs to, would preclude him from making solid choices. Do you have any experience with mental illness? Just a bit. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, who we'll get into that? <laughs> uh, the really big piece of news. Uh, is have you heard about this lawsuit um, from Owen Benjamin's patrons on Patreon? I did not, but I'm eager to hear about it. So, and I got this from Tim Poole. Owen, Owen Benjamin is a comedian that's basically been blacklisted. He used to be an actor, too, in movies. He got blacklisted from everything because his... Well, segueing from the mental illness kinda, thing. Kind of <laughs> right-wing views. He's he's, uh, he's teetering on the edge of that, yeah. Owen's got a little bit of crazy, but um, but smart... Yeah. Funny as hell, uh, made the uh, uh, Dave Chappelle joke before Dave Chappelle did the one about the, you know, the colors of the rainbow and yeah, the LGBT different groups. and yeah. how the L's don't like the B's and the B's yeah. don't like the T's and all that. Yeah. So he um, uh, he's been banned from Patreon and YouTube and all of that. Yeah, this is all part of the cancel culture we talk about. And he was one of the first. Mm-hmm. So he his patrons on Patreon have said, wait a second. We paid for access to his channel. You took the money, and now you've unilaterally decided to just cut him off. There's no... Um, no refunds, for sure. I, I think there were no refunds, and there was no... Um, what's the mediation period? Right. There's supposed to be uh, a mediator there. And, you know... Um, anyway, so that didn't happen. So then Patreon has since changed its terms of service... And they're suing over that too, saying you can't change the terms of service. Yeah. yeah, that was it. They were gonna it was an immediate. It was an arbitrator. This had to go through arbitration, mm-hmm. and and never did. And so now they're saying, geez, if every one of these people can sue Patreon for ten thousand dollars or something, Patreon can't pay it. They're gonna go under. Good. Well, I'm thinking YouTube. Could they do the same thing? I hope so. Because Tim brought that up. I hope so. YouTube, I mean, and what these big tech companies are doing is is atrocious. It's it's blatant, and they're getting away with it. And it's 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 really, I mean, the term sounds cheesy, but it's un-American. What's happening with these big tech companies? They're getting involved in politics by censoring and promoting promoting Democrats. And if every time I put on YouTube in the last two days, um, and I've watched uh, YouTube videos that have like like. They're segmented where they have commercial breaks, like every few minutes or every 10 Mm -hmm. minutes, there's a commercial break. Every single one of them, no matter what I'm watching, and I'm watching right wing mostly stuff. Some of it is like upcoming movie trailer stuff that I'll watch. Every one of these has uh, an ad from Elon Omar showing up. I'm seeing Elon Omar ads like in every YouTube video that has that break for commercials in it. And but they won't allow any other. I'm not getting any ads from any conservatives or Trump or anybody like that. I'm just getting Elon Omar ads. Oh, I get the Trump ones all the time. I'm not getting any of them. Well, you know why? It's because you voted for Omar. 
I did not. You are in her district, are you not? Um, yeah, I am in her. I am. She is in now her serving in Congress, is she not? Mm-hmm. Boom. There we go. My fault. Yep, your fault. Um, but you shouldn't have did that. The tech companies realized, like we've talked about this before, they realized that they played a big role, and Trump took advantage of of that media, the new media, to get his message out without having to spend billions of dollars on network TV and all that. Worked great for him, and the tech companies hate it. And they've, they're trying, trying behind the scenes, they've been banning a bunch of, and they're ramping it up before the election here because they know that the time frame is, is, is important because if they do it too early, these people will make a workaround and figure out a way to get back, get their message out. So they're trying to figure out the timing to ban all these people off of YouTube that were influential in getting people to vote for Trump. And they're, you know, silencing, they're shadow banning, they're doing all that and they're blatant about it. They don't care. Did you read Barry Weiss's resignation letter? At uh, New York Times, I heard about it. I didn't. I didn't read it. So I don't. I don't know where she was uh, politics wise, and uh, a left Sagar and Jetty and uh, Crystal Ball on on the Hill rising. We're talking about how she's kind of a hypocrite for it because she used to be into the cancel culture too. Oh yeah, and, and now she's saying, "Hey, we got to stop." As soon doing as this. it comes for them, then they're upset about it. I'll give her some credit for at least. I don't think it was coming for her. I think it was just creating a hostile work environment for her. I don't think she was under threat of being canceled. She saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, so she's two steps ahead, but yeah. at least at least she woke up a little bit. Um, not woke up, just woke up. She based up. She so, based up. Um, but I mean, it's it's further examples of why the New York New York Times is just a joke. Yeah. You know, you hire Sarah Zhang to be part of your editorial yeah. board and. Who writes these uh, vicious anti-white screeds? Yeah. Oh, it was all um, either uh, parody or satire or jokes or whatever. No, it was. What is was what serious. is satire? Uh, we're not going to get that again. I love that joke. So, uh, yeah i I think it's it's crazy that you know now you've got journalists are having to resign over this stuff, and there's probably some grandstanding in there. But I I read her entire letter, and it was it was pretty good. But circling back to this uh, Patreon, so there's also something that happens in YouTube, like uh, Beauty and the Beta. When they do their YouTube videos, they do political and commentary, but they do it live on YouTube, and they do like a live stream. So every Sunday, they've got a live stream of them, you know, talking about the current events. It's an hour and a half, two hours long. And throughout the show, they read off um, Super Chats. Super Chats are a way for people like watching on the computer uh, to comment and, on, their show. on their show. And if they pay a certain amount of money, like 10 bucks and above, they'll read the chats out. And the show gets, you know, a, a percentage of that, yeah. whatever. And then uh, YouTube gets a percentage of it. But if YouTube censors, and I don't know if it's algorithm or people, probably algorithm, decides that those uh, chats are, you know, beyond the pale, they're, you know, too spicy or racist or whatever they call it, they can censor them say nope we're blocking this you can't read this but they'll keep that money and they can donate to whatever they that want that money does not go to matt in his show it goes to donation if they donate it to whatever charity that youtube sees fit to donate it to which could be political who knows so a lot of times it's planned parenthood yep so that's bullshit right there um so now there's uh, alternatives to that there's there's three or four different services that while you're doing a youtube stream you can have people um donate money to get their chats up and he'll read those which you know just tedious it's, and i mean you do it but it's and, and at this point it's probably not um it's not bait and switch anymore at this point they probably right up front have their you know in the fine print say hey you know we have the right to do this so you shouldn't use those services you know but before you all this stuff before they decided that they um had a lot of power in, in political power and they were getting all these youtubers to get on and patreon the same way they didn't have these terms of service that say, you know, we're going to we're going to decide to do this, that and the other. They just decided to do it. And that's when I think the suing should have been should have started a long time ago. The legislation or not the legislation, the um, um, just the lawyer should have got involved. I think it's going to come, though. Yeah, I think if Patreon loses this and Patreon has to go, you know, belly up or feel significant financial stress because of it. I think you're just going to see lawyers start going after YouTube and I Google hope, because because that's where the so. money is. I hope so. YouTube needs to suffer from this. YouTube and it's a losing. I guess it's not a money making business. YouTube, from what I understand. 
Well, and that's part of why they claim they're starting to ban people, or not ban them, but just not give them any because they need that. Any views? They say they need that bandwidth, or they need that right space for their for the stuff that uh, produces financially from. But that's not true. There's uh, lots of uh, YouTubers that started early that are right wing that make a shitload of money that have a lot of views, a lot of people on them. And they're banned well, anyway. The two things can both be true at the same time. They can say we're trying to get, you know, higher channel YouTubers, but we object to this guy's stuff, like they did with Crowder. Yeah, but then that's where we got to the point where we talk about where it's no longer a platform. It's a it's a they're a publisher. Which is a whole nother argument and you and I totally agree on this. Yeah. I mean they should they should be forced to be a publisher. Yeah. And that means that they're opening themselves up to suing for the content they put on, whoever they decide to put on there. And if it's left wing and they do some outrageous shit where they libel, like like uh, you look at what happened to the um, mainstream media when they went after the Nicholas Salmon, uh, that guy, that kid that was wearing the MAGA hat with all of his classmates out in the f- um, steps of the oh, when capital. Oh, when he was mocking that tribal elder? Mocking the tribal elder and those those black people that were just preaching the word of God. Yeah. And uh, they weren't racist or anything, and nope. you know no, the, he was he was definitely a tribal yeah, elder. Wait a minute, and, and he was smirking that fucking yeah. smirk. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the it, he no, he was aggressively smirking. Yeah, and he was blocking the path. Yes, of of uh, of that um, Native American war hero, yeah. Amer- American war hero. Yeah, that was in Vietnam. Yeah, he was an Remember army. That? He was an army ranger. Yeah, in Vietnam. So and then, um, but wait a minute. Weren't those black people that were there, weren't they black Hebrew Israelites? Look, the only part of this story that's true is Nicholas Sandman was wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so what happened was he filed a lawsuit because these media companies knew if they, if the, okay, first of all, they didn't do their due diligence and they didn't, they just reported what they were shown by the first, I don't know if it was, um, uh, what was the first person, first company that reported? I don't know if it was the AP Associated Press. I don't know what it was, but they they ran with that. And then once they found out that, eh, that context, there, there's not, there's more to this. Yeah, they showed the rest of the video of the and guy crossing. Even them. after that, they stuck to it. The mainstream media stuck to the fact that there was a bunch of white smirking kids that were berating a, a Native American and blocking his path and berating some upbraiding godly blacks. Well, when he got interviewed by the woman from, I think it was ABC, she even said, isn't just standing there kind of aggressive? Yeah. So they finally, I think he won his lawsuit against them. They settled. I shouldn't say won. They settled. And they're assuming, the the assumption is the settlement is huge. Well, CNN settled with him. Yeah. And what I've heard is the assumptions that it was huge, relatively huge, are, are wrong. Okay. That he did get several million dollars out of it, but we may not even be talking double digit numbers. Okay. And but it was the um, Washington Post, I think. That what's the Bezos paper? I can't remember. Is that that's not New York Times, is it? No. Okay. Um, I think it's the Washington Post. Um, I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, they um, they they got hit big time, and they settled, and it was very large. So I mean that kid's going to be good for the rest. But that's of his what's going to happen to all these um tech company, um, social media, tech company, um, quote unquote platforms, because if they are considered publishers from now on, then, and they pull some shit or somebody on their, their platform that they publish, pulls some shit like that, where they do some libel, they're going to be held responsible. Well, you want to talk about this woman from Michigan who drew a gun. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with her in that? Well, she, cause she's, she and her husband have been defamed. Like I said before, the the process of the punishment for them right, right now and he lost his job her husband lost his job already he was a i don't know exactly what the term was but he was a military liaison for some school or he um i'm not exactly sure what his job was but he worked with military um like kids that were had military parents or military something or other and he got fired she did not get fired yet, as far as I know. I, I heard she did. Maybe she did. I, I didn't, as far as I know. But I watched like an hour-long video uh, interview with her her and him and their lawyers with uh, this guy on YouTube that does this active self-defense. He does analysis of like shootings that are caught on video, like surveillance video, at, like convenience stores or gas stations and stuff. And he t- points out how, you know, what they did right and what they did wrong, the people that are defending themselves with, with their guns. 
and uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he interviewed them, watched the whole thing, and there's so much, I mean, there's more context that's been coming out ever since the first video dropped where it just showed her with her gun, and it looked like she was like a crazy Karen, just pointing guns at black people. Um, but it turns out that obviously they were the aggressors, the the woman and her two daughters that were there. Okay, the black woman. Yep, and that the the husband who didn't pull a gun had a concealed carry permit did not pull a gun in the situation and had been on the phone with the police pretty much the whole time after he realized that she was in a confrontation um once he got her back in the car he got on the phone uh he is a he is on one he's a air force veteran for like 10 or 15 years he's on 100 percent disability which is hard to get when you're when you're military 100 percent disability which means that when she was defending herself, she was not only defending herself, she was defending him because he can't get into a physical conf- confrontation. It could be very serious damage to him. They say what his disability was? They didn't. Okay. Um, they were parked in the handicap spot because of that. Another thing is, they go, well, why didn't you just stay in the car and leave? He goes, first of all, the way they were pulled in, when they backed out, they couldn't pull forward. They were blocked off. They would have had to back further out. They couldn't back out further because their car, their new, the newer vehicles all have this, they have uh, collision detection, and when they detect something, it either hits the back of the car or gets very close to the back car as you're backing out, it'll shut it down. It'll it'll lock it up, lock the brakes up. You can't move. Okay. So that's what their car has. So once that woman stood behind the car and then hit the car multiple times, not just once but multiple times, um, the car was stuck. It wouldn't move. They couldn't pull forward. They couldn't pull backward at that point. Even if, Even once she got out of the way, they couldn't back up. And also, if you hit somebody in that state tennessee is it tennessee wait no michigan michigan you hit somebody and you leave it's a felony hit run so they had to get out and check right so the car was immobilized it had been a felony to try to leave she got out and as soon as she got out of the car she was pretty much attacked they actually converged on her they came within inches of her like all together and that's when she pulled her gun it makes complete sense to me and she was in in fear of great bodily harm or death especially after what we've been seeing what happens to people mm-hmm. um, so that's the kind of stuff that's going to come out they're obviously going to I shouldn't say obviously but they should completely get clear charges well, I'm sure they will and um, I think they might sue the shit out of these and they people. should and they should um, be allowed and and it, it, there should be some sort of uh, you know a method for them to since he was fired and you know, they, I mean, they had to leave their home because as soon as this happened, he was doxxed, she was doxxed. They knew exactly where they lived and they were people threatening their lives at their home. Hmm. So who, who pays for that? Who, ha, who, who should, who should, uh, for justice, what, what kind of justice is served if, if they just went through that whole process and they lost a bunch of money to have to pay it? Now, obviously there are people that are paying some, uh, I think, I think it's um, a GoFundMe set up for her, which is great. People should be paying. Yeah, but GoFundMe can shut that stuff down anytime. And they, they might. Want. Yeah. Um, but someone should be held liable for that if you're if you're trying to destroy someone's life and they were in the right. You know. So I don't know some of these companies that are that are putting out these videos, these edited videos, and saying white white Karen uh, draws on unarmed black women. Well, and they'll say, but it's true. Yeah. What we showed you is true. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Well, you sue them and say it was uh, intentionally Purposeful, misleading. Purposeful, yeah. Yeah. It's... But here's the thing. that's I've heard this from multiple people. They're saying you can't be white in America right now and defend yourself against anybody who's not white. Because, well, not without going through great pain. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, so like that couple that uh, defended their home from the Black Lives Matter protesters, they their house was raided. And their, yeah. their guns were taken, uh, their AR-15 was taken, and the woman's gun wasn't there, but she had to turn over her gun. So they're defenseless now. So here's what happens. You Except def- for the fact that they're paying for private security. And the and they were lucky they were able to get a private security firm, firm because a couple of them would even take the, wouldn't even take them on as, as clients, saying, nope, it's too volatile. We can't do that. Hmm. So they said we were lucky to get one company that actually would, you know, and I'm sure they had to pay a premium for that too. Um, but you, as a white person... Now in this country, if you defend yourself with a gun against a black person and that black or you know whatever minority status that person has, um, you better be prepared to have your life ruined. What if you say after you shoot them, you identify as black? 
good question. So yeah. I honestly believe I was. Yeah, might have to do that. That might be the that might be what people need to do at this point. So instead of yelling, "I'm in fear for my life," you have to yell, "I identify as black." <laughs> yeah, but it's sad. I mean that that's what they're trying to do now. If they can't get you, um, you know, arrested, brought up in charges, and get your guns confiscated, they they still will get you doxxed, make your life a, a living hell, get you fired, target your children, you know, and um, it make it make people think twice about it, and. The problem is that it, it'll work on some people. Some people will will go. Is it? I, I can't deal with this. I'm I'm not gonna. If, if a situation arises, I'm just gonna try to. I'm just gonna try to tuck tail. I'm just gonna try to cower and hope it blows over. Well, you're making yourself a bigger target now because then these a lot of these opportunistic criminal types are gonna be like, oh shit, these white people are fucking ripe for the taking now, and that's what's gonna happen. And I'm not talking about all black people. I'm just saying there's a criminal element, you know. The fifty percent, six percent, and fifty percent. Look it up. But uh, yeah, there, there's going to be that situation where the opportunistic people that see that the the reticence of the people that are white to defend themselves because they're afraid of the consequences are making themselves very, very easy targets. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about all this stuff being racial, I I, I find it really funny. You know, John Lewis died yesterday, Congressman. From oh, Georgia. I didn't know that. I, I didn't yeah, hear that. He just died. Wow. And, uh, you know, I mean, everybody talks about what a great civil civil rights guy he was and everything. And I I mean, based on the stuff he did, I can agree with that. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh, got elected to Congress since 1987. And he's one of these people who's just reinforcing all the stuff that's ruining these big Democrat run cities. Yeah. Yeah. He's part of the problem. Yeah. Just, Maybe back in the 60s. He wasn't. Well, now but, he is. The or part was, about I guess. being back in the 60s was he was one of the crew hanging around with Martin Luther King saying, you know, not the color of your skin, but the content of your character. Right. To all of a sudden make it about the color of your skin. Yeah. You know? And this is, it, it's ridiculous. Why why can't people just be people? And I, I want, you know, someone to explain to me how, uh, how this institutional white supremacy is running everything when you've got, and I was finally glad to hear Trump make the argument and I think he's going to keep doing it. And I think this is one of the reasons he does so well. Um, whereas someone like Mitt Romney doesn't is he said, Joe Biden's been in politics for 47 years and then he was vice president for eight years. And now he's telling you everything he's going to do. And maybe it was 47 total. I don't know. He goes, but how come he didn't do it when he was there for all that time? How come it didn't happen then? He's going to do it now. Well, and you just keep just keep banging that drum. Well, Trump was interviewed just recently by uh, Nora O'Donnell, okay, on CBS, and she asked asked about George Floyd and, and uh, killings of blacks by police. So here's his response to that. Let's talk about George Floyd. You said George Floyd's death was a terrible thing. Terrible. Why are African Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country? And so are white people. So are white people. What a terrible question to ask. How so dare he say that? More white people, by the way. More white people. So he's not cowed by any of this. The fact that he even took it to the point where he goes, so are white people. More white people. But then you'll get the people go, well, uh, there's a lot more white people. But percentage-wise, it's yeah. more black people. And then Disproportionately. He, but here's the thing. You listen to people like uh, Brandon Tatum or Officer Brandon Tatum, former cop. Or the Hodge Twins. Or the Hodge Twins, black, black uh, YouTubers. And... They go, they'll bring this up just like Vince from the Red Elephants, who's a white guy, brings up all the time that. Yeah, uh, there's a higher percentage of um, of interactions with black people that turn into issues with the cops. Yeah. Now, we mentioned this before. Joe Rogan brought that up and he said cops are way more likely to put their hands on black people and be violent. And I'm thinking, well, why do you automatically. That may be true. Why? And what he's citing, I think, is that more of those incidents turn into. Yeah. Into issues. But my question would be, why do you assume it's the cops? Yeah. You why, just, why do you think the escalation is the cop? You could just as easily say it's the other way around, that they're more likely to get into it with cops. Look, and I played a video, an audio a, f- a few episodes ago where cops pulled over um, a car and the driver and the passenger, the driver was a male and the passenger was a female, and it got out of control. Right. And- they go, well, that's just an isolated incident. I could pull up so many more 
of those incidences where police pull over black people and they're they're immediately dealing with like um, hyper emotional, right, stressful situation. I can't breathe. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. You know. And and you're saying, well, you know, that's not everybody. No, it's not everybody. But percentage wise, if you talk about percentages of why there's um, more aggressiveness or more um, incidents of physical um, interaction in, 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 let's say just, let's just say by themselves, stop, uh, um, vehicle stops. And while more black people are, are arrested or they're, 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 they get into a physical confrontation than white people. And I go, but, but if you watch every one of these videos and I don't watch everyone, obviously, but if you watch them percentage wise, it's going to be the, the, black motorist that ends up escalating the situation. It's well, not the police. And I have two comments on that. The first one is, you know, they'll see something like uh, numbers that say, all right, 300 white people got, I'm just totally making these numbers up. 300 white people got pulled over and uh, three of them got shot. But, uh, or no, sorry, let's, let's try it this way. 10 of them got shot. Uh, 50 black people get pulled over, but five of them get shot. And they'll say, well, proportionately, it's way, way higher percentage of black people. It's three times as high. Okay. My question is, when you have those 300 white people or those 50 black people, I don't know the answer to this question, but I'm, a, I'm asking it. I almost said I'm axing it. Uh, but I'm asking it. Uh, what happens in those, in those, uh, in those arrests or interactions that you know, as, as far as like getting physical, is it half of the ones that are white? Do they get into 150 altercations and they only get into, you know, 20% of them on with the black people and more of them get shot? My guess is you're going to see the higher percentage in these cases of black people are getting into altercations with the cops. And your guess That's would be correct. That's my guess. Okay. You know why? Because you can just um, because sense, my inherent uh, white supremacy. Yes, common sense tells you that if six percent of the population, which is black males between the age of uh, sixteen and forty or whatever, that's six percent of the population is committing fifty percent of the violent crime in America, then you're going to be safe to assume that when there's these uh, events that that there's uh, aggressiveness on the part of the perpetrator on the part of the suspect. That escalates the situation. And again, that's not all black people. No, because that happens with white people. It happens with right. Asian people. It happens with Hispanic people. And again, <clears throat> this is before the cops even get involved, you know? But there is a cultural issue. Yeah, in certain parts of the country. Again, I'm, I mentioned that whole thing about uh, Baltimore several podcasts back when they heat mapped where all the violence in Baltimore was after the Freddie Gray thing. It was one or two neighborhoods. It wasn't all of the black neighborhoods. But it was a couple of those neighborhoods that had rampant issues with that population anyway. Yeah. It just got amped up. You know, and there are a couple things that people need to think about in this uh, it, this uh, Officer Roth with this Brooks guy that he, he shot in um, Atlanta. You know, where the Wendy's was, pulled the guy over. Yeah. Uh, they said, uh, 40 minutes talking oh, to this it, cop, it very, and he was polite. Oh, he was so polite. It's nice. absolutely true. And the cop was polite with him. It wasn't until they went to arrest him because he was over the legal limit and driving a car, yeah, which, which is illegal. Which, if I did that, I would expect to get arrested. Yeah. Well, no, your white privilege would have saved well, you. Of course. Because we don't get we don't get a disproportionately high amount of white people uh, driving drunk. Yeah. You know. Um, so they went to do that, and he fights with the cops. He grabbed one of their weapons. I don't care if it's non-lethal. He grabbed one of their weapons. He discharged that weapon at them. I don't care if he's running away. You don't get to do that stuff. And it's dangerous, and he got shot because of it. So in that instance, the cops killed one guy. Tragic loss of life, whatever. In the area around that Wendy's that, you know, several people were blocking off, and they basically made it their own little demilitarized zone, two or three black people got killed. So the people who are protesting killed more black people than the cops did. And you don't see a problem with that? You yeah. don't see how that's crazy? It's stupid. Well, then they talk about when you bring that, they go, our issue is not about 
black crime or black selling blacks our issues about violence against blacks by police by authority so you bringing that up is bullshit you shouldn't be talking about that because that's not our point well and adam carolla made a great point about this which you sort of intellectually always know but he he uh he really sort of crystallized it you remember when the I can't remember if it was American Airlines, or United Airlines, where the cops had to go on and haul the Asian guy off, was yelling and yeah. screaming and yeah. all that stuff. And it was terrible optics. He said, I don't think those cops were sitting there hearing this story going, you know, about the unruly guy in the plane who wouldn't move going, all right, let's go in there and let's bounce this motherfucker out of there. Yeah. Let's just grab him by the scruff of the neck and no, let's grab him by his ankles and haul him out. Through that entire process. Up until the very last minute, the cops were probably going, please, can you just can you just get off the plane? And the guy was in the wrong because if they don't get enough volunteers, the airline can throw anybody off the plane. You yeah. know, and he was just like, I'm not going. Well, your number got pulled, dude. You got to go, you know. And then I think when the cops were reaching into him, he flailed his arms around and he hit a cop, which totally by accident. But I mean, if you get slapped like that, you can see red pretty fast. Yeah. So the point being, there certainly are bad cops. I don't know what the percentage is. I think it's a small number, but there certainly are bad cops. No one's going to deny that. There certainly are racist cops. But I don't think even the racist cops go to work every day going, man, I can't wait to shoot a black guy. Can't wait to do they it. Don't. No, because at, if for no other reason than, holy shit, this might end my career. If, yeah. if it doesn't do that, and I got a bunch of... And make my family and me a target of yeah. harassment and all that that I don't need to deal with. They may be going, I'd love to. But I, they're, yeah. You know? Yeah, but I mean, point. just the lies about these guys. The the lie about the Officer Roth in Atlanta about how he didn't even try to um, uh, offer aid to the guy. He just sat there and watched him Bullshit. die. Bullshit. It was immediate. I know. The district attorney goes, yeah, he just, he stood on not, him, watched not, him die. Not only that, but he told everybody that he kicked him. Yeah. That the cop kicked him. And then he shows a still frame that looks like he's winding up with his arms off to the side yeah. and his foot back. Guess what? If you watch the video, what happened? He rolled him over. He was, he was immediately running over there and he stepped over him and started doing a but chest he, compressions. But on he him. stepped over him and rolled him over with his leg while he had his hand on his radio. Yeah, he's radioing. Yeah. But I mean, he, he doesn't want to reach down and turn but, but this guy th over. This and... was so disingenuous on the part of the district, uh, the uh, uh, prosecutor, that. I mean, it's that that's libelous right there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not going to make it. That whole thing isn't going to it's not going to hold up. Derek Chauvin is probably not going to be found guilty of second degree murder. So what's going to happen when these guys get off? It's just going to more of the race baiters and the yeah. race hustlers are going to start more riots. Well, I was talking about how the the answer when you bring up that blacks are killing blacks a you know, crazy amount. And, but that's not the that's not what we're focused on. Well, Terry Crews went on, um, Terry Crews, the actor went on Don Lemon show was on Don Lemon show because Terry Crews put out a tweet that said, um, uh, he's, he also like MCs America's got talent and all that. Uh, he goes, we must ensure that black lives matter. Doesn't morph into black lives better. It's great, right. great point. So Don Lemon was all incensed by that and he had him on and, um, he kind of went after him and he goes, he, Terry, he, Terry. Yeah. Come it was, on, it Terry. It was really condescending shit. But then he goes, if someone started a movement that said cancer matters, and then someone comes in and says, why aren't you talking about HIV? It's not the same thing. That was Lemon's argument. About, I know. It's yeah. a terrible analogy. And and, and Terry Crews says, uh, no, you know what? Black people need to hold other black people accountable, which is great. Yeah. But Cruz addressed the social media backlash about his take on Black Lives Matter by saying, I don't want to move from one oppressor to the next. Um, but Lemon wrapped it up because, you know, he didn't he didn't want to get into this because he's not smart enough. On, Don Lemon, like Trump said, is a dumb fucking dummy. You know, the bleed, the audience bleed is like a massive for his show. Did you did you hear what Tucker called uh, Cuomo the other day? Called him CNN's most famous bodybuilder? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, he's an arrogant fuck. Oh, he's just a media whore. That's all he is. Um, yeah, I mean, just the fact that he has his brother on all the time and never asks him any difficult questions. No. So. And, the, and any self-respecting media, news media, wouldn't allow that kind of thing to happen anyway if it was on an actual news program. Yeah. So. I agree. Do you want to do some uh, 3,000 questions about me? I don't want to do them all. Okay. We're going to start with number four, I believe. Okay. We're going in order here. 
Um, what rooster? What do you consider the most overrated virtue? Should we look up all the virtues real quick? Because mm. isn't there like seven sins and seven seven virtues or something like that? Seven uh, deadly sins and seven virtues. I don't know if there's seven virtues. I'll look it up. Well, according to Captain Marvel, there is Shazam. So did you see, did you see the meme? Well, you did because yeah, the meme that said. Uh, yeah, but that I was talking about a different Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Shazam, Captain Marvel. Okay. The real Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. Those seven virtues. Here we go. We want to hear? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, there's seven cardinal virtues. Well, hang on. The meme, by the way, was if you could uh, kill one Avenger to, uh, or if you sacrifice one Avenger, to, one Avenger to cure coronavirus, who would it be and why would it be Captain Marvel? <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, it's only showing four of them here. Well, what are they? Prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Oh, here we go. Charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. Uh, chastity, I, chastity is the first one. Chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. Most overrated? Yep. Uh, well, I don't think humility is overrated. It can be overused. Uh, kindness, certainly not. Patience is good. Your patience is good. Diligence is good. Diligence is good. Um, chastity, eh, maybe. Temperance. I think temperance. Temperance is okay. What was? Chastity. What was the other one? Charity. Charity, no. Charity's important. There's one in there. Chastity and temperance are the two you're leaning on, I think. What else? What are Charity, they? diligence. So persistence, basically. Yep. Uh, work ethic is what that is. Uh, patience. Kindness. And humility. Uh, I say chastity. Because you can still like drink to excess. Like let's say you get bombed on the weekends, but you do all that other stuff the rest of the week. You know. Well, you, isn't uh, isn't that temperance? Oh, that's true. So what's chastity? Chastity has to. Chastity's. Do with, uh, oh, it's sexual. Yeah. Okay, you're a man whore or you're a female whore, but you do everything else well. Sometimes. I don't know. I, Temperance, I think there's there's a great sign that or a great saying that says uh, everything in moderation, including moderation. Is every once in a while you got to go a little crazy. Yeah, splurge. So maybe temperance. Maybe temperance. Then you want to hear the uh, the the sins that are correlating to those. I think I know what they are, but yeah, go ahead. Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. What's yours? What's your? We've had this question before many episodes ago. What is your deadly sin? Probably sloth. Mine's maybe. pride. Maybe gluttony. Mine's absolutely pride. As much as I'd like to think it isn't. Yeah, I don't think uh, pride for me or envy or wrath. I generally like to think of myself as a fairly humble person and have been told that many times before. But at the same time, man, I let some things that happen just stick with me way too long. If we looked at your uh, browser, we'd probably all agree it would probably end up being lust. But that'd be for every man. Yeah, anyone with a computer. (laughs) you know, (laughs) Because what you're searching for in search terms... Yeah. Won't, won't, the only thing that'll come up is lust, 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 lust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so we decided on the overrated virtue was you said You temperance. said chastity and I, I said think chastity. Temperance. Yeah, okay. chastity. Um, on what occasion do you lie? Well, I've got an answer for this one. According to some friends of mine, anytime my lips are moving. <laughs> you, Everybody white lies. Yeah. Everybody will tell somebody, you know, hey, you did a good job. Your well, kids especially. Well, my kids ask me if I love them. Then, <laughs> you know, right Which then. one do you love more? <laughs> the other one. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was there was one. Do you remember that tsunami in um in Thailand or whatever it was like 10 years ago or so that just or Sri Lanka basically just wiped out the island and there's all these stories of people who disappeared and everything. Mm-hmm. There was one woman telling the story she had she was an Australian woman and the wave hit them and she's holding both of her kids. Wow. And her kids are like three and five. And she goes, If I hang on to both of these kids, I'm gonna drown. Yeah, because she you can't swim while you're doing that. She let her five year old go because she was like between Hopefully the, he can make it. Between the two of them. And she said right after she lets him go, uh, this guy who just was there grabbed him and oh, had him. Oh shit. Had him. Oh, had him. I thought yeah, had her. Got okay. him. Um so Everybody was fine. And she goes, I live with that every day. Yeah. I let my kid go. It's going to be tough. And I'm thinking, man, those kids survived and she was living with that. Like, ooh, 
That would be tough. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so. So the answer to that question is people lie all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you, I generally am not a person who lies to, to uh, save people's feelings. You know, like if somebody goes, Hey, did I do a good job on that? I'll be like, then not your best work, you yeah. know? Um, and I, but let's say somebody invites you to something and you just don't feel like hanging out with them. And a lot of times you can just go, yeah, I just don't feel like going out tonight. But sometimes you just go, yeah, I got something to do. Instead of saying like, I just don't feel like it because then you're, you're avoiding the fact that, oh, come on, dude, we don't hardly ever hang out. You're not doing anything right now. So you can make an effort to come out and see me. And you're like, you, don't, you just want to bypass all that. And you go, no, no, I got this thing I got to do. I generally don't lie in those situations, and most of my friends know that. I'll be like, I don't want to go. Yeah. But you can understand why somebody would lie because they just don't want – because there are certain friends that would sit there and go, well, okay, seriously? And they'd, like, make you feel guilty. You know, like, I don't want to go through that. Yeah. You know when I lie the most, honestly, is when somebody posts something on Facebook that's like, hey, this is what I did today, and I'm like, oh, good for you. I I honestly really, for the most part, don't care. But you're not just being sarcastic. About 10% of the time, that's like – it's significant enough for me to comment on like people who put their birthdays on Facebook. It's my birthday. And I go happy birthday. I, I really no, don't not really lie though. I don't care. I don't even care enough to comment on it, but you're not hoping they have a bad birthday. And maybe there's a part of me that does. <laughs> no, I just like it to me. It is. And this is maybe where the humility part comes in from before that to me just seems so brazenly. Look at me, look at me kind of thing. Yeah. I guess I just don't want, yeah, I just don't want to have people think that I'm not doing something because I'm being a dick. Because sometimes I am just being a dick or I'm being selfish or I'm being whatever. I just found something I'd rather do than hang out with them or do something with them. And instead of making them feel like, oh, okay, so I'm not that important to you. You go, no, no, I'd love to do that, but I got this other thing I got to do. It's okay to do that. So like if somebody posts on Facebook or something like that, I'm not on Instagram or any of that other stuff. And they say, you know, worked hard and earned this promotion at work. And, and I will honestly say, Hey, good for you. Cause it feels like there was some effort in there. Anybody on Facebook who posts a picture of their food and I say, looks good. Now I'm, I'm lying by posting that comment. Cause I don't care. Oh yeah. See, sometimes I, I honestly think, God, that fucking looks awesome. <laughs> I wish I was eating that right now. No, it, I just, I don't care. Oh. In fact, you posting pictures of your food bothered me so much that I thought for half a second of unfriending you. <laughs> I've posted food pictures. I know. Asshole. <laughs> and I'm proud of it. <laughs> I have gone over to a friend's house and go, God, this friend made some awesome food here. I'm going to take a little picture of it. Yeah, but I mean, for me, it's like I look at it and just go, look, just eat your food and shut up, you know? Hmm. And so people will say, well, why do you comment on it then? Because every once in a while you have this moment where people go, you go, wow, they probably worked hard on that. And I don't want to seem like a complete asshole. So you say, nicely done. I, I don't care. That's the thing. Like if somebody builds something in their garage, like they build a, let's say they build, uh, I don't know, a, a planter, you know, out of recycled wood. And it's kind of cool. You're like, oh, that's neat. That turned out really well. Good job. But somebody spends a lot of time cooking some food and it turns out perfectly. It's kind of the same thing. I, I know, but for me at least, yeah. I can appreciate the building the planter more because I can't do it. Yeah. I can cook. And oh, I would shit, I, I would never think of posting my my food on there and going, hey, like I was such an awesome cook. If I post a picture of food or something like that, it's going to be about the experience. Well, then you're not irritated by people that post pictures of the food that they go to get at a restaurant and it comes out and it's like this beautiful presentation. Like, wow, this is amazing. I got to post this. Totally irritated. Totally irritated. But you were just about the the experience or presentation or whatever. If they're just like, look at this food, it's awesome. No, I want to hear about like, I went out to dinner with this friend of mine I haven't seen in five years. And we fell into the conversation about like, like I had seen him yesterday and it was all about how that friend is important to me. And I really realized something. And this food is the vehicle for that. At that point, I don't care what your fucking food tasted like. I like that picture because I like that story. Yeah. I'm just thinking you're an asshole. Uh, this is also true. <laughs> so one more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't read ahead on these. Uh, what do you most dislike about your appearance? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I know. Can I tell you mine? Go ahead. My male pattern shin baldness. <laughs> shin baldness, you mean? <laughs> male pattern shin baldness. I thought you said chin. Baldness. I said shin baldness. Okay, My yeah. chin has a full it, I've been, sprouting of hair. I've been meaning to say something to you. <laughs> Don't shin shame me, bro. <laughs> 
I don't know. What do you? What's yours? Mm. What is it? I forgot the question already. What do you despise about your appearance? No. What's what do you like the least what about you your dis- appearance? What do you most dislike about your appearance? And let's um, assume let like I would. Love, I know what it is. I would love to lose about fifteen or twenty pounds. Uh, I'm slightly bow legged and it bothers me. Right. So I'm I'm gonna say aside from the aside from the you know ten or fifteen pounds because that can come and go. Yeah. Something you wish you could. Yeah. My bow leggedness. Okay. If I had straight legs, I'd be happy. I'd be an, I'd be a half inch taller, and my shoes wouldn't wear out so weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> and people probably wouldn't notice my shin baldness because I'd have nice straight legs. Okay, pretty much it. That's yeah. the number one thing. You want know my honest answer? Hmm. Aside from the one to lose ten or fifteen pounds, nothing. Mm. And I don't He's a narcissist. No, I don't mean that in a way like. Damn, I'm so good looking. I've been meaning to talk to you about your earlobes. I've just, uh, there's never anything that I've looked at myself in the mirror and gone, God damn I wish it. that was bigger. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying to be humble earlier. <sighs> but I do have fairly large thumbs. Um, no, I, I guess I've never felt any need to beat myself up like that. Mm. I'm pretty critical, so I'll look. People say I'm primping if I look in the mirror, and they're like, oh, he's spending a lot of time looking in that mirror. He must be a narcissist. It's like, no, I'm finding flaws, and I'm trying to, to like, make up for those flaws, like a, like a hair out of place kind of thing. It's like it's like a nitpicky kind of um, obsessiveness. See, for me, there have been, like, days that I've looked in the mirror and gone, ugh, what the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. But there's never been anything that I've looked at again and gone, yeah, that's still there. I mean, I have just as many days when I look in the mirror and go, ugh, as I do when I look in the mirror and go, damn, you're a good looking son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it all it all depends. So, no, I, th- I there's nothing I've You don't really... wish you were taller? No, I mean, I'm tall enough. I, um, so yeah, there's nothing I look, like, look at and say, anything that's wrong with me right now, in my opinion, is something I can change. Or not age related. Yeah, I still have my hair, yeah. you know. So, I mean, well, we had a we had somebody that saw you just recently personally says, "I thought you'd be fatter." <laughs> yeah, that was what Flower Pecker said. Yeah, and he walked down into the oh, second shit. bunker. He I goes, "You'd be fatter." He goes, "Oh, you don't look like a thought." And I said, "What'd you think?" He goes, "Well, I pictured you to have dark hair, which I guess isn't a surprise, because even though we're in the land of Minnesota and Scandinavians, most people aren't blonde." You know, mm-hmm. and so I, I thought, okay. And then he goes, and to be honest, you're slimmer than I thought. That's not something I hear a ton. Man, you got a really fat voice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, you know, you're a family guy, and I'm thinking dad bod, and I'm like, I got a dad bod. <laughs> like, I'm glad you didn't think it was way worse than it is. So yeah. All right. Um. I want to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Let's do it. She has, she's going into chemotherapy for, I think the fourth time. Her liver. Yeah. She's 87 years old. I, again, I am not wishing bad things on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I, I disagree with her on just about everything. I don't want to be like, I wish that bitch would just die. Yeah. I don't either, but I do disagree also on the fact that she should not be in any kind of position. Right. And make any kind of decision about the future of the country in, in the state she's in. Look, I, I don't care what political stripe you are and what belief you're at. When you're 80 years old, you shouldn't be in the business of running Not the only 80 year old, 80 years old, but have so many physical ailments where you're taking things like chemotherapy. People talk about this that go on chemotherapy. They go, I've got chemo brain. Yeah. They're saying basically it affects your thought process. Because, she, is, she is so physically frail. Yeah. And, and you can't think... Oh, it's all physical. Mentally, she's sharp as a rock. She's she's probably smarter than 80% of the people in this country still. How dare you? But she's smarter than all of them. But she's got there's there are things happening to her body that occlude her mind that uh that are making it so that she might not be making sound decisions. Well, and I'm sorry, I question anybody who has reached a level of financial or uh reputational is that a word uh i like it uh well it's mine now you owe me a quarter if you use it um the who's reached a level of status where they don't have to keep working like they do and yet they still do 
to the sacrifice of their personal and familial relationships. On the other hand, they they talk about when people stop working, they just wither away and die. Yeah, I get that too, but she could do other things with her brain. Right. And And there's also, like, she's got... Like she could do philanthropy. She could do all kinds of things that would be important well, and that would make her feel important and be a lot of work that would keep her engaged. There's nothing sadder yeah. than watching like the the best example I can think of this is um, is uh, in sports because you see it way more often because it happens to people earlier. You know, an athlete who's just who was a superstar and is just doesn't quite have it anymore and they're kind of hanging on. And I mean, like, Jerry Rice, to hell, to some degree, even Michael Jordan. They just, it wasn't, they were still good. They weren't great, but they just couldn't give it up. And at some point you just want to go, come on, you got to give it up, you know? And I, I understand that it's hard to do that. I, I don't know. The analogy, I don't know if I go with that because I think losing a step in, in sports and you're still at the top 8%, or top 5%, even though you've lost 10% of your ability, it's still worthy for you to be in that. Well, even though Ruth Bader Ginsburg is still the smartest woman on the planet. According to Crow. Yeah, I know. So uh, I wish I would have said that. Am I going to edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. We'll see. Um, but it, look, she's she's frail. She could be gone at any minute the way she's looking. Hell, I could walk out of here and ha- get hit by a car. Who knows? She's on chemotherapy. Yeah. Which takes a lot out of people. I know. Even young people get on chemotherapy talk about how debilitating that is for their thought process and energy. I have said before, I thought she should step down. Now, of course, my bias would like to see that replaced by a conservative justice. So I'm. Or or even a Roberts. (laughs) I'm going to slap you like that bitch at the Miami airport pretty soon. Make you forget your name for about 30 seconds. Um, Anyway. as much as I would like to see her replaced by a conservative justice, it, it really just comes down to, and I'll admit if it was the other way, I'd be like, come on, dude, just hang on a little longer. You know, if it was, uh, yeah. like Scalia Scalia. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, I, at this point, I hope she hangs on through the election. I really do. Cause you, for one, you assume Trump's going to win. I do assume Trump's going to win. I still think, I don't care what all these polls say that they're pulling out. That's bullshit. I, yeah. I mean, uh, Tim Pool is running some numbers on There's that. There's no going, fucking enthusiasm for it, for uh, Biden. And again, I was talking to another conservative friend of mine. He's like, ah, Trump's going to win, but I'm worried about what the polls say. I said, let me ask you something. If you didn't know me and I walked up to you and I said, I'm a pollster or whatever, uh, who are you going to vote for? I said, are you going to say Trump or are you going to say, you know, I don't know. I just... Or tell him to fuck off. Or maybe even say Biden. Because you just don't want to have the argument with a person you don't even know and don't fucking care. I don't want to stretch this three-second interaction onto a 10-minute episode of my life. Okay? I just And if I say fuck off, they're probably going to go, oh, it's Trump supporter. But anyway, I, I still think that he's going to win. I don't want to see the dog and pony show. Uh, the circus act that's going to happen if she kicks off tomorrow and Trump goes, all right, we're going to slide this person in there because they're going to be like, oh, we're going to take this right up to the election. Oh, it's the Biden rule. Oh, da, 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 da. Do you think Do you think maybe that would be, do you think Trump would go, yeah, we'll hold off until after the elections. That's fine. I don't know. I think he would. I think he'd be like, no, it makes sense. We're too close to the elections. I get it. I'll wait. I don't know. The guy does unpredictable stuff, but what I'm getting really sick of, um, and this sort of leads into one other topic I want to talk about briefly, I am tired of hearing this stuff like Trump's going to fire Fauci. Trump's going to do. Oh, and then they interview Fauci like, you know, what do you what do you think? You know, when he fires you, he's like, we haven't had any we haven't had any issues. But if he asked me to leave, I'll leave. And then they go, are you thinking of firing him? Trump goes, no. And they're like, sure, you're not. You prick. You know, you don't like the guy. And he's yeah. like, well, I disagree with him sometimes. And he's who of these people has he fired? Uh, we have sources. They're telling us there's some, um, you know, butting of heads behind the scenes. I mean, who's he? He fired Comey. Well, Comey fucking lied to him too. Comey's but, a big fucking piece of that shit. But that didn't that didn't stop that investigation. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you see Lindsey Graham released a bunch of documents, and Struck even is like, yeah, well, we can't find evidence here. Hmm, no. It, it's a bunch of documents that's saying the FBI said the uh, the um, Steele dossier was unreliable, and they otherwise were having any. Any, uh, they were having a hard time finding any details and evidence to tie him to Russian conspiracy. Yeah. 
but they fucking did it anyway. Same old, same old. We all knew this. I know. How much more concrete evidence can you get that this was a fucking uh, frame job and uh, and bullshit? Not frame job, but attempted frame job. Yeah, you know, so. people just don't want to hear it. So, but I do, I do think I don't want to see another Kavanaugh thing again. And that's oh, what God. this is. That's what this is going to be, unless he appoints a woman. Yeah, no, I, 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 I actually think it would be smart if she does, you know, either resign or kick. Um, to go, hey, you know, I get it. We're not gonna, we're not gonna bring this up until after the election. And Trump would know that that'd be a huge thing for conservatives, just like it was before. The Supreme Court is is major, so there's gonna be these kind of like wishy washy, maybe never Trumpers that go, God, but we really need that Supreme Court. And we know, we know from his background, from his history, that he's gonna, he's gonna put in, or he's gonna elect a, not elect, appoint. Um, a conservative judge. Well, my first thought when you said that was like, no, it's probably better to rally around somebody. And now that you're mentioning it, I'm thinking, yeah, that'll get people motivated to get out and vote yeah, on the right. Get people to now they say, well, yeah, but that'll do the opposite on the left. No, no. I think, I think the left would be like, yeah, we got to get that seat, so we got to get out there. But it wouldn't be as much as if they had a Kavanaugh to rally. Now I guess, but I guess maybe I should go back on that because I think they they have really whipped up their like abortion like pro abortion base so to wait, say that no if you get one more conservative on that on that court they are going to overturn Roe versus Wade so it will happen so they maybe they will uh, like get their lefties out there hardcore and it would keep you from it, Biden doesn't uh, get people out there because no motivation but this but the Supreme Court will so wait a second in the one minute we've been talking about this. I started in one position and went to yours, and you started one and went to mine. <laughs> We're talking ourselves in and out it's of fucking crazy. <laughs> I think, and with that, we should probably end. Yeah. If you want to get in contact with us, it's email is rooster at bread and or crow at bread and And check us out on the Facebook page, like, share, do all that stuff. It'd be great. See you. Bye.